0: welcome to episode 50 we've made it a lot of hype has been behind this episode I'm glad that you have uh, clicked the link to download and and uh, you know enjoy the table podcast especially this episode excited to get a lot of stuff out in the open a lot of the big reveals and stuff but uh, when I started this podcast I really didn't know what would become of it uh, it was a hobby I, I enjoyed doing it I enjoyed talking to other people I found a, a niche of enjoying asking other people about themselves and getting them to tell their stories Um some some of my favorite podcasts, I mean, the ones where we talk about deconstruction, of course, talking about mine and McKenna's adoption story, and then, of course, a lot of the other stories, and especially the ones of recent, um, just sitting down and having conversations about people who have written small books and spent time in prison and, and those things. Um, A lot of amazing things have happened, a lot of amazing amazing stories, and we've learned a lot along the way. And as we launch into kind of this new format, this new episode or this new setup of the table, um, I just want to offer some opportunities because in this space right here, usually we have for so long have heard um, one of our major sponsors, and a huge thank you to Jamie Murphy and Southern Fusion Barbecue for sponsoring this podcast for for a very very long time. But we want to take and open up um, this podcast to other people that may be interested in in sponsoring and sharing their business in this uh, this space and in in the segments of the Table Podcast. And so I know you're what you're thinking. Oh, this is just kind of a small town podcast, and a, you know a few people listen to it, but. Um, I just want to encourage you as a listener, if you're thinking about this, and and this may be something that perked your ears up, we have over 100 listeners on average over our podcast platforms. But between just Spotify and Apple alone, we have over 100 weekly listeners to this podcast. Now, here's the thing that blew my mind. We have over 4,000 downloads and plays all time, just over 50 episodes. Now, I know that's not... Huge, and I know that's not small, but there is growth opportunity there, and there is there, there are people listening to this podcast. Uh, we hit U.S. cities such as Spartanburg, Charlotte, Atlanta, New York, Greenville, South Carolina, Seattle, Washington, Clemson, South Carolina, Gaffney, South Carolina, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, just to name a few. And we also have gone internationally everywhere from, of course, the United States to Australia, uh, Canada, Germany, New Zealand, and even Japan. Um, so, if you are a business that would target and being a part of the sponsorship with the Table Podcast, um, you're more than welcome to email us. The Table at gmail.com. That is the Table Podcast SC at gmail.com. Welcome to episode 50, and I hope you enjoy it. Taking a biblical Taking look. A
1: biblical, Taking a biblical look. look. Taking a biblical look at everything.
0: You're listening to the Table
1: Podcast.
0: Anyway, let's uh, let's do this. It's episode fifty. Uh, we have made it. Looks like we made. I'm not a vocalist. Um, but we're yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, Table podcast. We are here. Episode fifty. We are um, officially recording this episode. It's taken us about what two or three weeks to get this thing recorded. Um, because I uh, hope y'all enjoyed the uh, episode with T and J. Tattoos and Jesus, and uh, go check that episode out, and then go check them out and follow them. Um, big shout out and big thank you to Tattoos and Jesus, because the week that we recorded that podcast for the Table Podcast, they just put up like a two-minute little blurb on their podcast site and said, hey, go check go check this uh, episode out, so a huge shout out to them. Um, I actually got to go to Bristol, a Bristol night race, uh, the Xfinity night race with um, Marty, so closet nascar fan here but um it is it is time to uh without further ado and i want to say this um uh to reveal the uh the new co-host of the table and hey we may he may end up doing solo flights once maybe we get far enough into this thing if if it i don't know about all that (laughs) um but um i want to tell kind of the story behind our co-host the co-host first um our co-host the table's co-host um at the beginning of this idea, he was one of the first people that I called and said, "Hey, what do you think about this idea?" What do you think about this idea? And really for that was probably a time for about 2 or 3 months that we were throwing around the idea of doing a podcast because we were involved in a small group together. Um but this is just not some guy that I've met off the street. I've known uh our co-host for probably, oh gosh, 20 it was 1998, 97, 98.
1: I think it was ninety six. Ninety six. I started coming to church at ninety five.
0: Yeah, and so we we met. Uh, we went to high school together. We met, and anyway, um, it is my dear close friend Chris Petit. Um, and Chris, first and foremost, welcome in the official role as the Table Podcast co-host. Um, and uh, so, yeah, welcome. I'll insert applause here. Hey, hey appreciate so, that, Jimmy. Um, so Chris uh, Chris and I met at Bowling Springs, of course, and literally, I, I tell this story because it was literally days after I came to know Christ that I met Chris uh, in the stadium at Bowling Springs High School. And at the time we were doing, uh, Chris was overseeing a prayer group that started with how many people? Uh, three. Started with three people, and by the time that I graduated, which was two years later, there were... Uh, I want to say 80 to 100 kids involved in that prayer group.
1: Yeah, we started out um, going to the stadium, and because of rain and cold, we would we would meet in the enc- enclave of the bathrooms because yep. it was really cold. And we would just pray, and then we'd go to class. Yep. Um, and then people was just, you know, we invited you, and we invited a couple of our close friends, um, and we just kept on doing it every day, 730 every day. And then people started hearing about it, and they started coming with us. And then we outgrew that. So we would have to meet in the stadium yep. on, the, on the bleachers. And again, just it kind of grew and grew and grew. And then we started doing um, our church, our youth group, was going through a thing called Taking Your Campus for Christ. And so what we would do is the the speaker would come in, teach us a strategy on how to, to share the gospel right. in, in public school and that kind of stuff. And so we would take that lesson, and then the following Friday, we would, I would teach it to the group, and we'd started we started doing that strategy. And at the end of that strategy, you would have the the you would build a relationship. Basically, you would serve, you'd serve that per, serve a person. Well, you choose a person, you would serve that person yep. with the intent to building that relationship, and then yep. eventually work towards sharing the gospel. Yeah, well. Go ahead. No, 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 no. It, well I was gonna say we went to we went through that strategy and on, on that Friday after the strategy was done, it was you know, it was a, a go go tail kind of thing. Yep. And then um that day, or at least that week until we met again, uh thirty five people came to Christ. Yeah. And it was janitors, it was teachers, it was and so those people that came to Christ started coming to this prayer group. Right. And and it was it it was literally a movement that
0: I've, I've never, I, at that time I was, I was a baby Christian and I was just blown away by the whole thing. And then, then, um, you throw in the, the mixture of have an impact weekend, uh, the, the disciple now event in that spring. And so it was just a big explosion. So God formed, uh, mine and Chris's relationship at that point point. And um, I don't know w- if he
1: formed it, but he forged it for sure.
0: <laughs> forged it for sure. And, and we have we have we have a lot of uh, fun stories that we can tell from um, rolling a car down the hill to get it up on a dolly to um, to me getting hit in a uh, uh, area that I can't really mention uh, with a tennis ball. Um, but needless to say, Chris has been um, more not just a friend but a brother. Um, he he has seen and we've walked with each other through a lot of hard times. Um, Chris has walked with me through the passing of both of my parents. he was in my my wedding I was in his wedding um, Chris actually had me flown from Myrtle Beach to uh, back to Spartanburg for his wedding so um, that that's big time right there not many people can say that that their uh, one of their close friends had them flown to their wedding so um, but uh, so when I started considering hey needed another person, to kind of just bounce and have conversation with and help do interviews and all that other stuff, um, and and I knew uh, I couldn't just have anybody come in and sit down across the table from me, pun intended. Um, it had to be a person where I knew that I could argue with and know that when um, the end of the podcast happened, we would still be friends, we would still be brothers we would dis- w- because Chris and I have disagreed on several things even right now he's sitting across the table from me in a Carolina shirt and I've got my <laughs> Clemson <laughs> shirt on because it's college football saturday um and so uh, we have learned how to disagree with each other but still have respect for each other and, and and love for each other and love for each other yeah and so um and Chris has been uh, anytime there has been a um, moment that he's disagreed, or or hey man, you should have asked this. Or uh, he's he's constantly helping me improve this podcast. And so I just said, hey, why not just bring him on because I, he was a part of the founding idea and he's been helping ever since, uh, kind of develop this podcast. So Chris, um, officially welcome to the table. Appreciate And, that. and let's um, let's get into some new stuff that we're going to be talking about here um, before we kind of get to kind of getting to know you a little bit better. Um, As for the listener, I want to talk about the podcast availability. I know I mentioned in the show opening um, that we are going to be um, not just on Apple and Spotify anymore. Um, Right now, we are just on Apple and Spotify. That is the main bulk of our listeners. We're going to beef up. Um, Our presence on Facebook, where we already are, we're going to be talking about social media stuff here in a minute. We're going to be beefing up our presence on Facebook, essentially taking and putting uh, more and more so these podcasts on a um, video listening version uh, on Facebook, so you can share on Facebook. Um, We are going, we are already on Instagram. I'm kind of doing, talking a little bit about podcast availability, availability and social media at the same time. Um, we're on Spotify as far as, uh, podcast availability, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple podcast. Um, we are on Google podcast and the new format that we are, uh, going to be launching in our own is Amazon music. Amazon music has just made themselves available to the podcast platform so if you listen through Amazon Music, if you have an account through your Amazon Prime account or whatever, and you have Amazon Music, hey, check us out right there the Table Podcast. Um, you'll be able to see our, our uh, logo and all that right there with the uh, Table Podcast. Um, also, speaking of logo, I shared with you the new logo. I don't know if you... Did you see it? Did you... Uh... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> um, I shared... Uh, we, we have a new logo. You'll see it on the episode, of course, um, with the episode 50 logo, and... Um, it's the big five zero, and I've got gold and black and all the, the episode logo. But the uh, three circles around the um, – took the notion of the circle to the tabletop, put it around a microphone, and I really wanted to kind of uh, – there are a lot of table podcasts out there, and I really wanted to kind of park on uh, expounding on the acronym of n- letting the podcast be known as we're taking a biblical look at everything because yep. that's the acronym of the table. And so, because um, there's a lot of table podcasts out there. There's a table podcast from Southwestern Seminary. Um, right now I'm working out, I'm having to, I've got a complaint filed with Google um, where I have to work out because there's another table podcast that hasn't really recorded anything since 2021. And I'm like, no, that's not the table podcast that I am. I'm this table podcast. Anyway, um, technicality stuff. But, um, you know, we're working out all that stuff uh, with with Google Play. But then the new logo Um, just wanted to kind of give a fresh look, something that would be cool to put down in the corner or or maybe even look good on a, some merch or whatever, all that stuff's kind of still to come just kind of as we grow. Um, but we do have a new logo. So there's that. Uh, hope you, hope you like it. I hope you enjoy it. It's going to be, um, familiarize yourself with it and no, it's not a different table podcast. It's the same table podcast. And yes, this is like the third logo change that we've had, but anyway, always improving. Um, and so, uh, as, as I was talking about social media locations and here's, here's the fun part because, uh, Chris, you're not, you're not much of a social media guy, are you?
1: No. Um, I just, I, I told you earlier, I'm not attached to my phone. So, um, I've gotten in trouble a couple of times for that because I leave my phone in my truck or something like that. And I'm just not, a, right. I'm not, it's not on my hip all the time,
0: but you do have a new Apple watch and it, you're, it was a gift. Yes. Okay. It was a gift.
1: <laughs> Let me be clear. I did not go out and buy <laughs> this thing. Um, but how do you I, like how
0: do you like it so far? Uh,
1: I just got it yesterday, so I'm still playing around with it, trying to learn. I can't even get the time set right on it yet because I, I had to charge last night. Okay, so okay. I just it's, got it last night.
0: You're still syncing it and working I'm, through all that.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. Um.
0: Well, Chris, we're getting Chris on to social media, and so I was like, "Hey, man, if we do this thing, I'm gonna need you to have a little bit more presence on social media. Not necessarily like." You know, constantly there, there needs to be some interaction and sharing and all that other stuff. And so he was like, all right. So finally, Chris got a Facebook uh, for the longest time. You and your wife had shared a Facebook.
1: And well, I, she had a Facebook. Yes. I looked at it.
0: Yes. And, and so, like, it's not one of those situations where I know you see those that couple from high school and, and it's always now I'm, we're not calling anybody out. This is just a stereotype that we're playing with here but that couple from high school where they both kind of had rocky marriage and so they they join and have one mutual facebook account and that's not you you just you just look on hope's facebook
1: yeah because i mean so hope and i grew up together when i started coming to church at uh, 1995 we all we were all in the same friend group and um we just built a relationship as friends and then it turned into dating and then you know She's such a, a brilliant and and beautiful woman that I said, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to outkick my coverage here, and right. I'm, I'm gonna ask her to start dating. And so we dated for six and a half years, and then I finally um, proposed, and mm-hmm. we've been married nineteen years. Oh, that hurt. Yep. So that hurt. We're, we're that we're that old couple <laughs> from our friend friend group. <laughs> oh, that hurt.
0: And so y'all, y'all
1: share a Facebook. You,
0: you use Hope's Facebook. I, I
1: look at Hope's. You look, look, I don't post. Right. I don't do it. I just, I just scroll through, and then. All
0: right, what's your, what's your guilty pleasure on when you look at Hope's Facebook account? What or when when do you have it on your phone? Is her Facebook account on your yeah, phone? Yeah. Okay. So what's your guilty pleasure when you look at the Facebook account? Like, do what do you do?
1: I just look at the reels mainly i mean just because there's a lot of funny stuff out there right and and most of i mean i'm not interested in other people's you know sick dog or whatever right but i look at the reels and i'll just thumb through them and then i'm done i mean
0: what's funny and entertaining for me is that i've gotten gotten in on some community pages Mm -hmm. and just to read the post of the people that complain about some of the pettiest stuff. yes
1: yes i'll do that so entertaining yeah
0: so entertaining so we've got Chris on social media. He's on Facebook and all that other stuff. I don't have a profile picture You don't yet. have a profile picture yet. One step at a time. We're working on that. Oh, yes. So, but for uh, the table, there's some cool things that we're doing here. And uh, we're, we're wanting to put ourselves on all the platforms so that you can share and get out and link back and, and get people in, in contact with the table. And so uh, social media platforms and locations are Facebook, we'll be there on Facebook Table Podcast SC, on Instagram the same thing, the Table Podcast SC, and we are officially on TikTok. Oh I, boy. I know. Oh boy, right? Oh my gosh. But what we the reason we're going on TikTok is because um just a place we're going to be post posting us literally the same stuff across all platforms and that's just to feed people back to the
1: podcast so you're just trying to get those young whippersnappers uh, pretty much from, wait, well
0: here's the thing our demographic's 28 to 45 so sure. there's there's a lot of people in that range and there's a lot of people that use tiktok that don't want to admit they use tiktok um but it is very entertaining now can you get sucked into it and it's all weird and yeah, absolutely there can be a lot of negative about that but um we know that the people that listen to this podcast are there, and so we want to put our product there um, so that y'all can share and get the word out about the table. Um, and then also we're working out, um, especially like we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, uh, Patreon. Now Patreon is just a support website where if you uh, basically, you know, listener-supporting support supporting platform where if you enjoy this product and you want to be a part of it and you you just want to say, hey, guys, and we want to support you and you want to make financial contribution, you're more than welcome to do that. Uh, either we can find out a way to do that through the table podcast SC at gmail.com or you can check out our Patreon when we get it up and running. It'll be linked up. I actually uh, still got to work out some kinks with that. Um, and, and so those are the locations that we are... At so we got all that stuff out of the way, and we kind of let's just kind of push that to the side. And this is episode fifty, and so we're we're just gonna sit back and and have a conversation with Chris. Now, it's <clears throat> it's hard for me because um not hard for me. I know Chris, and and I know um who he is and what he does and and, and all that. And he's he's my brother, and so we've we've said for a long time, um, Chris and I both have said that um if we Chris has a brother. <laughs> um Chris has a brother and so I don't I don't want to make a lot of that but um is I'm the youngest in my family and my sister and I have said that if we were to pick a person that would have fit right into the family mold of the McFarlands Chris would have been that person. And so um my mom loved Chris, my sister loves Chris, we um we we're family and that's oh, yeah. that's the thing. There's nothing and and here's the thing too, and here's what I've noticed: um, we've vacationed twice with each other, and we haven't killed each other. Now you haven't. I don't know about your wife. No. Okay. And, and that's
1: the, that's the thing. We're we're pretty picky about who we vacation with, right. and because of, and I think the biggest thing is me, you, and Hope. We we, we kind of went through high school school together, and right, and we just had that relationship, yeah. that friendship, and so it wasn't. We knew your idiosyncrasies and your (laughs) idiot. Idiot. Yeah, emphasize on that. Um, and you knew mine, and it was just it was it was a natural thing. And with you, y'all adopting Maddox, and right, yeah, me and Hope having two adopted children, it Mm -hmm. just fit. Yep. And you know, we we all have a good time together, and hopefully, we didn't get on McKenna's nerves. No,
0: no, and and the here's the thing: you and McKenna are a lot alike. Yeah. Um. To a point, to a point, to a point. Mainly I'm, with food. Mainly with food, yeah. Um, but he, here's the thing, um, y'all. I, I think where um, McKenna was was the the friendship with y'all was forged was when we went through the adoption process with Maddox. Yeah. There was, and there were a lot of people, and and let me say this: there were a lot of people that helped us through the process, and we are thankful for everyone that put blood, sweat, and tears. Yep into that process and we could not have uh, gone through the dream of, f- of of growing our family without everyone that helped um hope was uh, was a little uh, extra emotional support and and process helping for mckenna and and walking through that adoption with maddox
1: oh yeah and so but, well and i think it is because we had a couple that we leaned on when we were going through all our stuff with adoption and you know everybody's got their own story and i'm not saying my story, our story is any better than anybody else's um but if if it could have went wrong it went wrong yeah and and so we we had that couple that we could kind of bounce back on and lean on that had kind of been through the process right. and i think that's where hope and mckenna forge their relationship is because McKenna could call hope and hope had been there, done that. Yeah. Especially with the failed adoptions right. and, the, and the profiles and the questions that the the birth mothers are asking and, and just all those things that go along with the process. And it's a tough, tough process. It's right. not an easy, especially emotionally. I mean, yeah, you got to raise the money and you got to pay for it, but that's the easy part in my opinion. Right. Right. And and so
0: if you want, and, and here's the cool thing too, is that, Early on, we sat down and I did. uh, Hope and Chris told their adoption story, and um, I think, and I wasn't labeling episodes at that point. um, But it was. Let me see here. Uh, We got um, one, two, three, four, five.
1: I think we're ten or eleven. Six,
0: seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12 okay so close. uh it's it's from tragedy to triumph the adoption story of chris and hope petite um if you want to know a little bit more about that story that that podcast episode is actually incredibly fascinating because because it was probably the first time that i had hope it ever really kind of i'd always heard kind of your side of the story and then hope just kind of lays it all out there. So um if you're adopting, looking to adopt, man, we we've 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 got a we've got experience and stories to share and help and help uh help and tell and all that. And so that that adoption process was kind of what grew us together even closer. Um you know, we ha- we, we spend weekends together, we hang out, we go to uh, you know, apple picking and go to do all the fun stuff and Christmas time rolls around and our, our we we exchange presents with our kids and we they we come over and hang out and play in water slides and stuff like that. I mean, it's just um, it's family, yeah. And and it's the it's the family that we've chosen. And so, um, you know, Chris uh, is here um, and and really the person that's kind of I smack myself in the head going, why didn't I just bring you in from the beginning? You know. <laughs>
1: Um, I, well i think i think that's because i don't know if i would have been as willing to do it in the beginning right because i'm not i'm I, I label myself as kind of a gap person right um and what i mean by that is i don't need to be front and center right um i'm per, if i need to be i can be mm-hmm. um i don't mind being in the back i don't like i don't mind seeing other people succeed and and and, and forge their path a right. little bit and i like to fill in the gaps i like to be there is the support. I like to be there to help move furniture whatever. Right. Um and that's kind of where I excel and that's where I find my joy. Right. And so that
0: that's kind of more more so the side of of how we met. Um so I really think it's cool Chris you've got a strong testimony how you came to know Christ. Um I, I really want to I want you to share that with people. So I think that that's kind of important because um I'm sorry, but everything that we do, uh, it's a show called Taking a Biblical Look at Everything, and these two guys right here, yes, we're going to have bias, and it's going to be a biblical bias, and that is our worldview, Um, and and rather than, if that's not your worldview, I just want to challenge you just for a second to not write us off as two idiot, blind-seeking Christians, but but to listen and hear us out and let your thought patterns, just like we've had in our walk with Christ, we've let the world and and some of the thoughts of the world challenge what we believe and why we believe, and we've sought Scripture, and we still stand firm in our relationship with Christ. So Chris has been following Christ uh, early on, and his testimony is great. So Chris, just take take a couple seconds and share with us
1: how you came to know Christ. So basically I was... I grew up in Inman, South Carolina, um, on a peach farm and my grandmother um would take us to church and it was a Rock Hill Baptist Church at the time. And um what is it now? It was a uh, they split oh years years ago. <laughs> one of those churches. Yeah. It was it was it was one of those old school yeah you know, preacher pulpit kind of Okay, gotcha kind of churches. And um the preacher was preaching. I think it might have been the youth minister preaching or something like that, and I saw a bunch of kids kind of go down. And I didn't know what I mean, right? I got ADD, man. I wasn't even paying attention, probably, and I just walked down, right? Um, and I prayed this prayer, and I left the church, and that was it. And, you know, I left church that day, and that was it. And right. it never, never changed me, you mm-hmm. know. And so, shortly after that, my parents got a divorce. and I was a mama's boy. Go ahead. Now you you said a
0: a interesting word there. It never or interesting phrase there. It never changed me. Yep. Now I know we've harped, we harp or I've kind of harped on that a little bit in the episodes. Is that with Southern hospitality, Christianity or cultural Christianity, as we like to refer to it as? Yep. There there are people walked I'll pray the prayer did it when I was seven years old. Maybe not making light of that, but that's a that's a repetitive story that you do hear. Mm-hmm. But there was a change. And, and for a person that surrenders their life to Christ or surrenders their life to anything, there's going to be change. If I surrender my life to Clemson football, there's going to be a, a evidence and appearance of how much I love Clemson football in my life. Yeah,
1: and I would never surrender to that. Right. Um, because For a, example. I, because I'm a Gamecock oh, fan. Gosh. But um, we're coming back, man. I'm just saying. It's a rebuilding year. <laughs> rebuilding year. Um, but... I agree with you. Like there's you have to your my attitude didn't change. My choices didn't change. Right. And I was young. I was young and dumb. And I did it because I, I saw a bunch of my friends go. Mm-hmm. Um most of those friends I don't even remember now. Right. Um, and then I had a crush on this girl in high school, nineteen ninety five and just to get God, it that out there it was a long
0: time ago man 95 1995
1: Woo! uh freshman Stop. in high school i had this crush on this girl um which you you know her um and is not my wife <laughs> uh, for such a time as this i guess um the one but, whom
0: shall not be named yeah
1: so uh had a crush on this girl and i couldn't date her because i didn't go to church um, and her dad was one of the Sunday school teachers in high school, you know, one of the high school Sunday school teachers.
0: we going to fix that.
1: So I started to come to church. Um, and then during the summer, I, and I, I had to walk to church and somebody would, you know, sometimes would give me a ride. Um, we, my, me and my mom and my brother lived and my stepdad lived in the duplexes right down the street from the church. So I could walk. And so I had a crush on this girl, and I was going to see her there. So I started walking to church. And then uh, they did this thing called Harvest Week, where the high school kids did a program um, for the junior high kids. And so um, one of the speakers that week was Clay Clayton, which he runs Boots and Sunnies here in Spartanburg. In Landrum. And Landrum. Oh, that's right. We'd love wrong. to
0: have you as a, as a sponsorship there, Boots and Sonny's.
1: That's right. Um, so – he was speaking, and I, I tell you, Jimmy, I was sitting we were sitting in the old gym floor. Yep. He was up there speaking, and I did not – I still cannot remember anybody else in that room. Like, I cannot remember if anybody else was in that room. Right. It was like he was just talking to me like I'm talking to you right now. Wow. And so I, my grand, my grandparents raised me right, and I, so I just walked up to him and said, listen, dude, that was, that was pretty good, man. Right. He goes, hey, you want to go get something to eat? never met this guy right um i said i don't have any money he goes i'm buying i said well i don't have a ride i walked here he goes i'll take you home yep okay i don't know why i said okay
0: now you you grab that now in 2023 that (laughs) i don't know if you could do that in 2023 today but anyway but i get your point yeah
1: but this this proved to me one thing and this is what i realized later in life that as believers our main job in sharing the gospel is to remove all obstacles And I was thinking about this last night. Oh, that's a good point. Because you asked me to tell my testimony, and this is what I realized, that every excuse I had, he took away. Yep. My my friend, I don't have any money. I'm buying. I don't have a ride. I'll I'll take you home. Yeah. I don't know why I said yes, but I did. And that one decision changed the rest of my life. Right. And that was in 1995. It's 2023. And I'm a completely different person than I was. then i mean i was in in junior high i was smoking pot and drinking yeah and partying
0: yeah and just just to kind of give people some some framework specifically one of your closest friends ended up
1: and still is in and out of prison yeah right now he's been he's been in and out of prison i think 11 times last time time i heard and you were and we were thick as thieves right and, he was the one I was partying with.
0: Right. And and so literally there there's that change there that happened to you. Exactly. And and now just and also I think very similar to my my testimony man, your life after you surrendered your life to Christ, it hasn't been easy.
1: Oh no, and, it's it, been but, harder I think.
0: Harder. But it's cool how God has put people in your life to help you along the way um yeah so uh, talk a little bit about that
1: so um so going back to to the testimony part of it is you know for the next several weeks i didn't have any friends i didn't have people that i could tell and when i told them that i accepted christ uh, so clay took me to a restaurant here in spartanburg and he shared the gospel and i prayed it was a it was an arby's now it's the chick-fil-a on uh hair in a circle okay they they tore the Arby's down and put a Chick Fil A there. That's cool. And I, I walk I, every time I walk in that Chick Fil A, I know where that booth was. I sat down wow. and accepted Christ. Wow. And then, um, at, as you're supposed to, you're supposed to tell your friends what you did today, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so when I told them, they're like, "Man, I, I ain't, I don't believe in all that mess." And I didn't have any friends for several weeks. Right. But I kept coming to church because I had a crush on this girl. <laughs> and so that's when I started meeting you and Daniel and Jody and a lot of the guys that right. we grew up with and a lot of the guys that that still sharpen me and push me yep. and and hopefully I do the same to them. And then um I never had a really good relationship with my father, to say the least. Um yep. we don't talk very often, hardly ever. But he was not a, he was not the greatest man. Right. Um and at the fear he he may listen to this, I don't know, but Um God put people in my life that were really good men. Right. People like Jonathan and Dwayne and Clay and Charlie Timms and all these men that I could look at as father figures and imitate and learn and be trained and discipled by them to become who I am. Right. And 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 I think that's the story of Christianity. That's the story of being a believer is they were they were walking their walk, but they were bringing me along with it. And what's cool is is that I've seen,
0: and I'm seeing you, kind of pay that forward too. Because just a few weeks back, you had the opportunity to kind of do the same thing to a to a kid in your life um, that it that is in your life, and you you wanted to help out as well, and you paid it forward there. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing is like uh, the opportunities. You are a big guy that that just has taken what has been put in front of you and used it as an opportunity to share Christ with.
1: Yeah, and I'm not a preacher. Right. I'm I'm just a I disagree with that, but whatever. Well, and I do like to teach and that kind of thing, but I think my life it, it goes back to the to the the great commission. Right. And, you know, you and I have talked about this a 100,000 times is the the word go there means as you're going. Right. The, it's translated in the Greek as as you're going. So as I'm living life, right. as I'm raising my children, mm-hmm. I have to look for opportunities to share the gospel. Right. Look for opportunities to make disciples. And making a disciple is not necessarily sitting down with them on a weekly basis and, and going through the Bible. That's yeah. part of it. Yeah. But making a disciple is showing love, showing Christ love to, to this ki- this teenage kid.
0: Yeah, and a lot of people miss that too. Is that when Christ was was forming and, and teaching the disciples through the the three years of heavy ministry, you know, when you look in Scripture, uh, there was not a classroom style setting no. in which he engaged the disciples and taught them. It was it was a situation where, if they were sitting down, it was on a hillside, it was on a boat, it was you know they were out going and doing. Yeah and doing life together. I hate that phrase because it's been so worn out, but they were living through life together, and that's how he was um, making disciples of his disciples.
1: Yeah, and um, in our small group um, this past Wednesday, we were talking about we were going through Acts. I think it's Acts 7, maybe Acts 8, where um, Philip starts preaching. And there's a a line in there to where it, it talks about that people came to Christ, Believed in his preaching because of who he was preaching, right? And and what it alluded to that Jesus came through that same area, yeah. and I'm getting cold chills, dude. Right? Um, Jesus came through that same area, and at that moment, this Jesus, you know, the guy that died on the cross, right? This is after he he's been buried and resurrected. Philip goes through there, and at the when time, when Jesus was going through that area, he was just a sower, yeah. And and that blew me away that. The God that I serve, right the, the 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 person that I gave my life to, right at that moment was just sowing seeds, and then Philip comes behind him, right, and reaps the harvest, right. And I think that's that's how I try to live my life. Is. Right. I'm I'm making disciples no matter what right. I'm doing, right. And and two, there there has been
0: especially in in cultural Christianity today, there has been such an emphasis on. The the guy who reaps the harvest, or or, or you know, har that that the person comes to know Christ reaps the heart. They're they're heralded as the superhero, yeah, and not the person that's trudging, digging the ditches, yeah. planting the seeds, and doing those things. Like yeah. it, it, the guy that that harvests the seeds, or is the guy that God uses to harvest that seed, if he's up on a platform, or if. It's, like they are heralded as, oh man. And here's the phrase that like ticks me off to no end is that I, uh, man, I, I preached the gospel and 80 million people got saved. Yeah. Because I preached the gospel. No, sir. No, sir. Yeah. It's because God used you to share the message of the gospel and the Holy the Spirit, Spirit was drawing were, them. Right. The Spirit was drawing them. And I think we, we got to humble ourselves. And, 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 you know, I've even struggled over the years on how to phrase that, you know. Hey, I, I I share a message. I get the opportunity to share from from a pulpit and, and preach a little bit, and somebody comes up to you, man that was a, that was a beautiful message, Jimmy. Well, thanks. Praise God that God. I hope God uses it. You know, like yeah. it's hard to say thank you, in those well, moments.
1: I think I think if it were me, I've always used. A, a, great. Would Would you learn? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, and, and that's the thing. I don't ever want to teach and people not learn something. Right. Because when I teach, I'm teaching what I've learned. Right. And uh, so, yes, people will put us on, on pedestals, and, and, and that's just that's just society in general. Everybody's looking for a hero, and everybody's looking for someone to— Right. I, I want to use the word worship, but I don't mean it in that Right. We're looking for, for
0: stars. We're looking for famous people within exactly. our Christian circles. Well, yeah.
1: Like, even local famous people. There's local famous
0: people— you know you look at some person because they're they've got a, a position or a place or a platform to speak at a larger place like they're you know we make superstars out of those people i think what's cool man about you though is that you take and do and and, and go and use what you got man you you've been working at Wesco for you know 16 17 years 16 17 years and and you use your platforms like you, you'll call me um, when you were in a, a different position than you are now. You would call me and talk to me about like the conversations that you would have with people at different warehouses that, that they knew is when you were walking in the door. Oh, this dude's the Christian. Let's see if we can you know, him. stump him or hammer him with, um, you know, the, the question or or whatever, um, you know, it, it's a that's always been consistent in your life, man. And so, like, we sat down, and um, in June we went on vacation in June and down into Perdido Key, and um, you and I. Now, um, I, I'm just you know, you and I. We always love to enjoy a a time where we get away and just kind of have a conversation between you and me. Yeah. Um, and and that's kind of been the pattern in our in our friendship. We used to, <laughs> we used to, um have a, an annual Christmas tree burning. So the holidays would be so busy and we, we wanted to get together and um us and a couple of other friends. And, and so Chris for years, and we haven't done it in a long time, but they always have a live Christmas tree. Well, Chris would intentionally take the Christmas tree from the year before and leave it covered up on bricks or something to where this bad boy would dry yep. out. Yep. like it was a, a a fire hazard waiting to happen and um it sometimes did happen it did happen yeah and and so y'all know that you can take even the Christmas tree that you put up in your house the same year and you throw it on the fire and it'll go up in flames and now just imagine a a seasoned dried out Christmas tree from the year before being thrown on a fire um 3.5 seconds yeah exactly It'd be up to a crisp and so for years we'd get together, uh, New Year's between a Christmas, after, New, yeah, a little uh, after New Year's around that time because your birthday's uh, around the, it's not the seventh of January, it's the fourth. It's the fourth because my mom's was the seventh. Yours yeah. coming before my mom, um, and you, you and your daughter have the same birthday, um, and so we would get together somewhere in that time just to kind of kill multiple birds with one stone and just hang out, and um, we would have these conversations, and that was like when I when I approached you about this like. This, this idea of the podcast is like hey what do you think about this we have such good conversations here why don't we just start recording this so other people you know yeah. not not that we're the end all be all wise um aficionados of whatever but maybe people can hear these conversations and go man i'm yeah I've thought that too before in my life yeah and and so when i when i I was like, man, how can I improve the table? I know I've said this, bringing you in here and sitting you down and and having these conversations with you um you know you you've helped me through um a lot in my life, walking through the death of my father when I was seventeen, like literally if you if you go back on the timeline and look at all this. You know, Chris, you came to know Christ, and then probably within about that same year, year and a half time frame, yeah. I came to know Christ. Yep. Um, and then we both met, and I was sixteen, and then seventeen years old, my senior year of high school. You would already graduated, and y'all were, you were already in college. Um, I lose my father, uh, December of my senior year, senior year in high school, mm-hmm. and y'all were home from school when all that happened so um from that point on you know chris you really you know life kind of worked out where you weren't able to finish college Mm -hmm. but um god still like bonded and, and solidified our friendship to where you really did take a big brother role in my life appreciate that um and you now to sometimes to frustrating detriment, you know, where, where, you know, there, there have been times where I'm like, Chris, I don't need my big brother now. I just need somebody to, to talk to, um, because, <clears throat> God, I sound a little female when I, I don't need you to just fix it. I don't want that. just just need you to listen. Um, but, but no, like that, the story about us and the, you know, the, the Volkswagen that you had, uh, you know, we love to tell that story. Um, but it's those moments like that to where, um, I mean, it was, it was probably around this time on a Saturday morning where you called me and your, your Volkswagen had broken down. It was right there. Um, let's just go ahead and tell the story. It was right there on, uh, 29 coming out of Spartanburg, um, toward the west side, toward the west side. And it was before you got to the intersection right there, at Spartanburg Methodist. It was actually down at the bottom of that hill right before you start to go up to turn right to go into, go to Spartanburg Methodist. (laughs)
1: Well, my car was at the top of that hill. <laughs> it rolled. You parked. You parked your truck with the dolly at the bottom of that hill.
0: Uh, because I pulled the the dolly up to the front of the car. And it was a two.
1: It was a two. The the where you is the dolly where you put your the front two wheels of the car on top of the dolly and strap it in. Right. And, and we couldn't get the dolly to drop back. Drop to get, yeah. For a, for a smooth transition, and so we just decided, <laughs> you know what, here we go. <laughs> and so we put it. We put it neutral. Right, you sat in your truck, and we rolled it until it would bounce up on top of the <laughs> because, dolly.
0: Because as the dolly went down, um, as the dolly went down the hill, the the angle of it gave us a little bit better kind of kind of when you're offloading something onto like you use a ditch to get a lawnmower off the back of a truck. That yep. kind, that kind of same, same principle, same principle. And so there was a point where you and I were pushing that car, and we let it go. And there's this little Volkswagen Jetta rolling down the hill towards my truck,
1: and nobody's in the truck, nobody's in the Jetta. <laughs> and we go,
0: uh oh. There, there may
1: have been some words said that we probably shouldn't have said at that moment. I know that I probably said them.
0: Yeah. It, and- because
1: it all of a sudden dawned on me um, how are we going to stop it? Because <laughs> that, I mean, my Volkswagen in the back of the back bed of your truck right. probably wouldn't have been a good deal. No. Um,
0: it, it uh but thankfully it did stop and um we uh we got we got the, the the jetta up onto the the dolly man that dolly was just it it wasn't it wasn't
1: the most sound piece of
0: equipment S- either
1: sometimes you just got to use what you get and <laughs> <Or> what <laughs> you have access to right
0: and i remember i was like i'm not taking this thing on the highway so we took it uh we took backroads back to your house mm mm-hmm. And then um, we we dropped your car at at your house, mm-hmm. and that was that was it. Was that the end of the Jetta, or did you get it rolling again?
1: No, we got it rolling again for a little while. What did
0: what ended up happening to that car?
1: Uh, it we trashed it because this this Volkswagen, uh, the back window would just slide down at inadvertent <laughs> times. Uh, literally, the bumper was held on by coat hangers. Um, yeah. It was, and
0: it, at this time too, you were a personal trainer.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> so it,
0: that was the car that you used to get to.
1: <laughs> yep, and so, oh man, that 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 one had some problems. Yeah,
0: and what was after the Jetta? What did you get after the Jetta? Did you get was it was it a truck? Was it the sport truck?
1: Yeah, road? no, it was a F one fifty. Um. Single cab, okay fifty four by four. Oh, wow. Okay. But it was an old one. It wouldn't, it wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't. It, <laughs> it just wasn't got pretty, you from point A to point B. <laughs> it, it was, it was a point A to point B car.
0: Um, and so, um, that, that story, um, I wish y'all, as a listener, could, could still like just have seen the moment of terror, yeah, <laughs> of terror that we both go, this is not going to end well. <laughs> and I was thinking the whole time, how am I going to explain this to my mom? On on the insurance situation, like it, it was it was not a smart move, but thankfully in our even in our stupidity that God God was watching out us, for us, yeah. yeah. And so those those are the moment moments. And and as I went on through college, Chris was just a constant there. Um, and even in high school, and even like well even high school, college, but then even after college, um, as I um, you know lived in Athens for a while, Chris and I would still um, still you know talk every once talk in a while. every once in a while um w- maybe not as often as we should have um but but, <laughs> but we still um we still maintain contact with each other and we would just pick up right where we left off and um and
1: I, and I, it's funny you say that because i think that's that's the the beautiful part of our relationship As yep. even in times of drought of, of this drought of communication or whatever we can always pick up right where we left off. Right. And, and and I think that's again pointing back to the family thing. I think that's family. That's right. Just consistency and being there and, right. and just showing up.
0: Right. And, and and it's one of those things literally where I know that um if I'm arrested and I get bailed at or if I get released at four thirty in the morning or three thirty in the morning, um, you're the phone call that I'm making. And, and it was, You better not have to. <laughs> no, I better not have to. And I, we, we joke about this, but it's crazy because I, if anybody that knows me, um, back, was it 2008? 2008, I was um, playing with a band out of Nashville. I know that sounds like, oh, look at me. I'm a, I'm a big Nashville guy or whatever. No, it was just a, a group of people that loved to do worship music that lived in Nashville, and they were doing worship music for Lifeway and a bunch of other different churches. And so had the opportunity to be the drummer for that Um for that group, and the car accident that I was in in Kentucky. Um, I had left Spartanburg to go uh, play in Kentucky uh, at a church, play a gig, um, and I was on my way back from uh, from that gig. I, I was leaving um, probably 9 o'clock on a Saturday night because I was playing Sunday morning yeah. at a church uh, here in Spartanburg, and I, less than a mile or so from the church, I ended up um, basically t-boning a tractor trailer, and it was a it was a complete miracle of God that my head didn't go through the windshield because you can see on the pictures where um, <coughs> my head hit the windshield, and that it, explains a lot. Since then, <laughs> it does. Um, and, and when um, when I come to in the car, um, there is a woman beating on the door trying to wake me up because I was knocked unconscious I come to and blood's running down my face I didn't have a beard at the time um, but blood was running down my face and it had pooled in my hand so I had been knocked out for a minute anyway as they get me out of the car I'm shell shocked, ears are ringing don't know what's going on in my brain My I'm just I, 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 I went from 51 miles an hour to a dead stop yeah. on the rear wheels of a tractor trailer Um, in my Ford escape. And so, um, when I'm sitting in the back of the car, the lady that was knocking on my door was a nurse. And when I'm sitting on in the back of her car and she's like trying to bandage me up and all this other stuff, she asked me, she said, who can we call? Where are you from? Who can we call? And all this other stuff. And at that moment, my brain didn't even remember my brain didn't even remember my home phone number. Mm -hmm. The first phone number that come to my mind was like, okay, I don't need... And I also thought, I don't need to call my mom or my sister because they're going to freak out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know Chris can handle it. And so the number that was called, I don't know who it was that called you. I don't either. Uh, but it was nine something, nine ten o'clock at night and you get a phone call from somebody in random number in Kentucky because I could remember your phone number. Mm-hmm. And it's still the same phone number today. Yep. Um, but I, I remembered that phone number. And, and so Chris... I, and I was in bad shape. I... It it is only by the grace of God that that I was sustained through that car accident, um, because it was really bad. One of the EMS guys like looked at me, did did a dilation test on my eye, eyes and my pupils and all this other stuff, and he looked at me and he was like, "Man, just yesterday we pulled a girl that was dead out of a out of a less worse of a wreck than you were just in." Yeah, and he was like, "I don't know what you're doing, but you must be living." And I, you know, took that opportunity to just kind of share what jesus had done in my life and what i was doing and all this other stuff um but you and hope loaded up in your sport track <laughs>
1: did hope come with it? hope came with okay you. all right I, I didn't remember that part
0: <laughs> hope came with you and y'all left and y'all drove up um i don't know if it was was it a sunday afternoon or yeah, whatever we,
1: uh i got the phone call late Saturday night yeah it was saturday, saturday night uh we went to church um, because you were still getting getting stuff sold yeah. and yep. medically hadn't been discharged yet, and so we 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 came home, changed clothes, got the truck, drove to Tennessee, <laughs>
0: <laughs> drove to not just Tennessee but Nashville, Tennessee, yep. the middle of Tennessee, because yep. um, the friends that I played with they took me back to their house and they put me in in a bed and and like uh, it was it was just a weird thing and and uh, y'all came to Nashville and got me got my drum set got everything and and so. Um, those those are some of the many stories that we can sit here and tell, and um, um So I'm not just bringing anybody in uh, on this adventure, um, just willy nilly. Um, and Chris has has is a brother, and Chris. There's a lot more uh, input input and stories that we can tell. Um, you know, so man, I'm excited about what we're what we're expanding on, and we're going to adventure into um we got to know you a little bit there's a lot more to learn about the uh the man the myth the legend that is chris petite mm. um and so um awesome uh, man welcome to episode 50 welcome to the table um i'm and- just
1: i want to say i'm proud of you for making it to 50 <laughs> <laughs> it was sketchy there for a minute it was
0: sketchy there for a minute and and i was, I was trying to work out um a lot of different things but uh we are, we're excited about it. Um, if you're, once again, interested in um, becoming a sponsor here at The Table, uh, email us at thetablepodcastsc at gmail.com. If you are interested uh, in uh, you got any show ideas, email us as well. Um, Chris, any thoughts before we kind of head out?
1: Nah, man, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get it, get it going and getting some of these conversations that you and I are, are known for and, and just being able to kind of work out our faith a little bit and... Maybe not always our faith, because we can talk about a lot of different things and and have some fun too. So I'm yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. College football, to name a few things. That's but right.
0: Anyway, all right. Well, it is college football Saturday, and we got to get on out of here. Um, please like, share, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, and and let people know about uh, what we're doing here at the table, and uh, just uh, pass the word along. And we will see you next time here at the table.
1: Hey, thanks for listening to today's show. Listen, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or snide remarks, please email us at thetablepodcastsc at gmail.com.
0: Or you can leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash thetablepodcastsc. We'll see you next time at the table.